It started with a key. Approximately two inches long and silver in colour, it was of the barrel type and probably designed for the sort of small lock that might be found on a desk or cupboard. The teenage Shirley Hitchings discovered it on top of her bed in number 63 Wycliffe Road in late January 1956. But when she took it into the kitchen to ask whose it was, nobody could identify it. Her father walked through the house, testing the key in every door, desk and cupboard lock there was, but he was unable to find a match. Eventually he reasoned that, if it did not belong to anyone in the family, it could not be important, so he left it overnight on a table in the kitchen. The next day the key was again found on top of Shirley's bed. It was an odd but minor episode that would have been swiftly forgotten had it not been for later events. With the benefit of hindsight, the key's arrival signalled the start of something that would throw the family's life into turmoil for years to come. Wycliffe Road lies in Battersea, South London, approximately one mile northeast of the busy Clapham Junction railway station. Until the 19th century, this was a rural area on the outskirts of the city, but the opening of the station in March 1863 brought with it rapid commercial and residential development. Wycliffe Grove, as it was originally known, was built in 1866 at the junction with the main road, Lavender Hill. It was later extended northward and in 1895 was renamed Wycliffe Road. By this time the area had well and truly become a suburb of the expanding metropolis. At the beginning of 1956, Wycliffe Road was an unremarkable street of terraced houses in an ordinary working-class district of London. The city itself was a largely drab and grey place, scarred by German bombs and still occasionally choked by dirty pea-super smogs. Just four years earlier, the Great Smog had caused thousands of deaths. But London was recovering. Steps were being taken to improve air quality. The food and clothes rationing that had persisted from the Second World War was finally over. Optimism was growing and Londoners were at long last leaving behind the grim years of post-war privation and starting to look to the future. Standing about a third of the way along Wycliffe Road, as measured from Lavender Hill, was number 63. It had for many years been home to the Hitchings family and behind its neat little red curtains, the two-storey house was effectively divided into two separate properties. Walking through the front door took you into the passageway where a staircase ahead led up the left-hand wall onto the upper floor. The ground floor rooms were home to Walter, Wally, Hitchings, aged 47, his 51-year-old wife, Catherine, Kitty, and their 15-year-old daughter, Shirley. Occupying the upstairs rooms were Wally's 73-year-old mother, Ethel, and Mark, pseudonym, a male relative in his 20s. Little information will be given about Mark because he later sought to put behind him the events detailed in this book. Along the right-hand wall of the ground floor passageway, the first door led into Wally and Kitty's bedroom, the bay window of which looked out into the front garden. Next to their double bed was a small bed used by Shirley. It was a family secret that Shirley still slept in the same room as her parents, since from a very young age she had been prone to sleepwalking and Kitty was so worried that Shirley might accidentally hurt herself while asleep that the bedroom door was kept locked at night. 
It was not a large room, and the two beds together almost completely filled the floor space. The next room was one the family sometimes called the back room, but confusingly also referred to as their front room, because it was the best room in the house. Either way, it was the room behind the downstairs front bedroom, and it will be referred to here as the front room. It was kept comfortably furnished with a three-piece suite, a coffee table and a piano, but was generally off-limits, kept in pristine condition for use only on special occasions such as a visit from the vicar. At the end of the passageway, two steps led down to a turning where a door to the right opened into the backyard, while another door ahead led into the kitchen. The kitchen was the main room in the house, used by the family as a joint living-slash-dining room,